You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia, hosted by Ivan Fonti. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated Special Announcement Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in 2020, the race is postponed to 2022. Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch. The Victoria Cup 2022. Purchase special rings at $100 each. For every 10 rings purchased, receive one ring for free. Presented and conducted by Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated. First prize is $100,000 guaranteed. Australia's biggest pigeon race from Cobar in New South Wales. For more information, visit the website at www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. That's www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. Or telephone Taz Gazis on 0419 386 861. That's 0419 386 861. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 
416794 or contact Pet Stock Terelgan. Broad Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Your voice in the community, 88.3 Southern FM You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. I'm Ivan Fonti, and on this morning's show, we have a great show for you installed this morning here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We have the WPF Fed winner, John Saggers, from Friday. Yes, we raced Friday. We did an AFL football uh, trick and uh, contacted all our members of the WPF, Western Pigeon Federation, on Thursday before the lockdown came into effect. We managed to basket all our birds, 3,000 odd pigeons, and send them to Wedderburn to race on the Friday during the lockdown. And what better place pigeon fanciers could be in on the lockdown on the Friday than in their backyards waiting for pigeons? Listen to that, government in their backyard, at home, not going nowhere, waiting for pigeons. That's a fantastic thing. We also have uh, world champion. Pigeon Flyer from Belgium, who has won the Bourges National, which is a great race to win in Belgium. World champion pigeon racer, Joss Stone, live from Belgium. Also, we have our resident vet, Dr. Rob Marshall, to tell us how to maintain our racing pigeons during all these in and out of lockdown situations. So stay tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and on with the show. Stop the pigeon. 
And here come the Pigeon Radio Australia bananas in pyjamas. I think down the stairs or up the stairs or down the stairs. Anyway, here they come. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, B1? I think I am, B2. It's music! Tony McPherson and Tony Barbara. B1 and B2 our Pigeon Radio Australia bananas in pyjamas. In pyjamas. And first of all, it's a very good morning to Mr. B2, Banana Mr. 2, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Tony. How are you, mate? Not bad, Ivan. And good day to you, and good day to B1, good day to Pink Panther, and good day to everybody around the world. How are you? I'm good, Tony, and uh, congratulations to you, mate, because... uh, you gained 20th Fed on uh, Friday in our uh, WPF race from Wedderburn. 20th Fed, uh, Tony. Got 20. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. I'm looking right now. You got 20th Fed, all right? T and D Barbara, 20th Fed, mate. Uh, anyway. <laughs> the pigeons are overshooting us. <laughs> oh, you reckon they're overshooting us? I don't know. Maybe that west wind blew them down to uh, the east. And uh, they had to come back. Well, my, most of my early birds were coming in on online, but the, the rest of them, yeah, coming out of the east. Maybe you're right, Tony. And it's a very good morning to Mr. B1 Banana 1, Mr. Tony McPherson. Ah, g'day, Ivan. G'day, B2. And g'day to everyone around the world. And uh... <laughs> ah, Very good morning, Mr. McPherson. But uh, we better get straight into it and introduce this pink panther that's lurking. Oh, he's tapping me on the shoulder here. I better introduce him right away. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretsch. Mr. Gretsch, hello and uh, welcome to the radio program today and tell us what's happening in Wallen. You're open, you can race. Hey everybody, yes, very, very happy. We're open and um, on Thaggy, here we come. Yes, that's very good news for you, isn't it, mate? Oh, yes, very. Uh, I mean, especially for the um, all the businesses that have been hanged out when you know last week's result. Um, mm. So they all got a message today and we're, uh, we're happening. And we also have on the line our Pigeon Radio Australia vet, Dr. Rob Marshall. Fantastic. Where, where, where do you race, Charlie? What, what, where is that from? Uh, we're racing from Wontaggy. So uh, what, what club are you with or what city? We're the, Kil- we're the Kilmore Racing Pigeon Club. Oh, that's north of Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Are you with VHA? Is that who you're with? No, no he's VPU. VPU. Oh, okay. And yeah. so how come you're racing? What's happened there? Uh, what's happened? We've organised um, a series of races at our club yeah. that have organised... Um, a race is from south in, to start in August because yeah. the weather's better and we've got a few flies that don't race and we've also got, um, I've got 28 flies that are competing for my loft that do not um, have any pigeons racing so I've, I've given them five birds each and they race them under their name. Wow, how good's that? And they get put in a local paper under their name. Wow. And, and they get 50% of the prize money so... Um, they're all excited and the businesses are all got posters now, which are um, displayed in all their shop fronts with yeah, all their yeah. bonos holding the pigeon. Right, that's a great story. 
Charlie's yeah, so. doing a very good job to promote pigeon racing, I can tell you, Rob. Yeah, that's perfect. So that's I've a done, really Bob. good. Who, who thought of that? Did you think of that, Charlie? Yeah, a guy called Charlie Gretsch. They call me the ideas man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, and, and uh, course, it's a great uh, idea. It's just, it sounds, it sounds really fresh, doesn't it? Well, I've also opened a new club, and it's called the North Central Racing Pigeon Club, and all these 28 flyers are all belong to that club. So, yeah, no joining fee, nothing. They're all into into this club, make yeah. them feel like they belong to something, and um, they'll be flying against their own, you know, point system or trophy or, yeah. you know, whatnot. We'll try and make things exciting for uh, for everybody. Yeah, so, well, that's um, great. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Now, just before we go on, we'll go to our weekly results segment. Pigeon Radio Australia's weekly Australian pigeon racing results. I'd just like to read the top 20 positions in the WPFs. In first place, with a velocity of 14.27, which is pretty quick, was the Saggers brothers, John and Alan Saggers. And in second place, we got Keisha and Holwell. In third place, J&M Portelli. In fourth place, R Saggers. In fifth place, P&J Frost. In sixth place, Johnny Goodwin. In seventh place, John and Nev Camilleri and Prada. In eighth place, Tanuglia Brothers Family in Caroline Springs. In ninth place, Keisha Lofts. In tenth place, Felix Lear. In eleventh place, John Adard Family. Twelfth place, F&E Darley. In thirteenth place, Ferruja and Bogdan. In fourteenth place, David Malia. In fifteenth place, J&J Pulis. Sixteenth place, Arthur Latowski. Eminem Chancho in 17th, 18th place, A&R Zamet, 19th place, Kaloitz's family in 20th place was Tony and Doris Barbara. Congratulations to all those top 20. And it's a very good day to Johnny Saggers and congratulations, mate. How are you? Thanks very much, Ivan. And uh, we've got Rob Marshall on the line as well, and I'm sure he'd, he'd like to congratulate you because we tested yeah, your birds that week before. John. Well done. Is it Alan who does all the work? Alan does all the work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Alan, Alan's been in the nursing home for... Uh, oh, really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, no, but no, um, does he, he'll get great pleasure in seeing that you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. No, no, Alan's, Alan's had a big input over the years, but no, sadly, he's... Uh, like I said, he's in the nursing home. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you, uh, do you talk too much? Be fun. Do you talk to him much about the pigeons? Yeah, 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 but he's got dementia. He's sort of... Yeah, um, right. You, oh, you talk to him for a couple and of so minutes. And so you're know. following through his family of birds. Is that what's happening? Is that the connection between you and him, or have you always raced together? No, no um, we're brothers, and we've... Uh, yeah. Over the last 20 years, we've raced as a partnership, but, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's hard to all of a sudden have... Uh, all the work thrown upon you, and but more sadly yeah. that he can't be there. No, no, exactly right. I'm glad you're doing well. It must be very pleasing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Is it good to beat Robbie? 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh look, look, it, it might be a bit of rivalry there, but we all we always like to see each other doing well. Yeah, of course you do. But yeah, it's very really true. Um, same with my brother. I like to see. It, it, it would be nice to be one, two, or two, one, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That would be the ideal got, thing. Yeah. Then I've got, an, um, so, I've got another brother. Yeah. Got another brother who raises with my eldest son down in Werribee. So yeah. Oh, right. do, you, do you swap birds around? Is that what you do? Do you share birds? Oh no, not not greatly. I um, might no. just grab one or two from here and there. But um, yeah. and as, as far as swapping pigeons, big numbers around, no. It's you know might only be a pair or two a year or something like that. But yeah, or I might yeah. grab a couple of babies or something. But yeah, yeah. There's there's no great numbers that get shared around. And did you get a few together, or how did you go? Did they come in well for you? Yeah, look, I, um, they were still on medication, as you know. Um, yeah. I had them under the microscope just a week earlier, and uh, they had a fair bit of cancer and a bit of respiratory, so I was still actually treating the day before they went away, and I think yeah. uh, that's why my losses... I, I lost 18 pigeons out of the 100 that I sent on the weekend, Um I raced the two teams. Um, yeah, I lost 18, but I think it was due to they were still under medication. And, uh, yeah. But that's, that's not, not bad, bad, really, is it? So um, what will happen now is you, it, it's quite hard to pick up the, um, the respiratory. Is that what you find from looking at them physically? Is that what you found? Or was it based on were you experiencing heavy losses or what was happening there? Uh, no, I wasn't experiencing heavy losses, but um, they just weren't tied up around the neck a little bit, and uh, they did have the canker, we knew that. Uh, yeah. So uh, it looked as though they had overcome that now because they've tightened right up around the neck. The collars come back in around the neck, and they're, and they're, they're actually flying the best they've flown in the last, say, month. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's really good. I think that's a good point, isn't it? But, you know, for the canker, what you see is that the neck shine, the neck sheen goes, doesn't it? You get a roughness around the neck. And um, that's a pretty, um, you know, typical sign of a canker problem. So that that would be probably helpful for fanciers to understand that, uh, that roughness around the neck. Um, Yeah. And also the canker problem is always usually associated with uh, respiratory type problems, you get the two together. So, um, yeah, I'm glad, um, yeah, that's right. So what you can do with the, obviously you understand how to use the medicines pretty well and um, yes. do it quite precisely, which is uh, why you get good responses. Yeah, I think that's, uh, well, Ivan, what were the returns overall on the weekend? Were they about uh, well, normal? I, I, my returns, I got 100% home. I had follow-up the yeah. next day. I was missing, what, two birds on the day, and then I had follow-up the next morning, so I had my two, and so I got 100% returns. Tony, Barbara, how did you go? Well, I sent 96, and I finished up getting 90 back. Yeah, and pretty much across the board, Rob, people have had good returns. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so that's right. So um, that's good, yeah. So um, Ivan, I'll let you take over and ask Johnny a few more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, you wanted to tell us a little bit about the bird that you clocked? Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, the father is a cock that I uh, got off uh, Frank P. Pasquale. Um He's a Herriman's Cross uh, Vanderbilt. Um, he's a lovely pigeon, Uh 
he, he gave me two of these pigeons, and I thought the other one was a pick, but this bloke is he's <laughs> the one doing the breeding. But the mm. other bloke is a raven lunatic. I can't put him in the lock by himself <laughs> or with or with any other pairs because he just tries and takes every box over. So mm. uh, I haven't really bred from him. Mm. Uh, this year he'll be in an individual pen, that the lunatic one. Mm. Um, yeah, just to see if I can get and, some other And when you, were, when you were putting them through, um, Johnny, because I know that um, I was talking to you the week before when uh, Robbie got the fed and you yes. were telling me how good his birds were handling how do you reckon your birds felt when you were putting them through? Well, I thought they were still a little bit dry in the feather. I didn't think I had the the soft, silky thing, but they were very, very balanced and uh, and yeah, they weren't carrying no body weight. So uh, yeah, they, they handled all right without being uh, really soft and silky. Hmm. Mm, oh, that's fantastic, mate. Fantastic. And when we got the call, because um, we got the call on Thursday afternoon when the government come out and said they're going to lock down, uh, they said they were going to lock down at midnight, bit midnight, and we got the call at around, I think it was about 2 o'clock or 2.30, that we're going to race. Uh, yeah. what, what, went, what went through your head? Well, I was out for my birthday with my wife. And I thought, how the bloody hell am I going to leave here and go and do the pigeons? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, I, I I was shopping and uh, I dropped everything and I come home and basketed me birds and, yeah, we got there. And um, you know what I'm going to say, Johnny, and, and, I, and I bet you you found this too when you were taking your birds down to the fed rooms. Everybody... On that day, it was amazing. Everybody just bound together and we worked together and we got there in time. Yeah, yeah. I think the Western Fed done a wonderful job, all the blokes concerned there. Done a great job to get the race up and going and, you know, and actually get one put on for us. So mm. well done to them guys for the day. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't, I nearly wasn't going to race because they'd been on the medication and I thought, because I had them on Triple X. So yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. it's dangerous. So, yeah, but mm. anyway, I was. I thought, you took right, a punt. They'd had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they'd had they had two drinks of uh, clean water, you know, like the day before, mm. plus that day. Uh, so I thought, all right, I'll chance it. But yeah, I, mm. I actually dug it up. And that's why I've brought Rob on because we can we're going to go through this again, no doubtedly, because uh, lockdowns coming in and out of lockdowns, and our federation has decided to race every chance they get. So I've got Rob on to tell us his opinion on what to do when we go in and out of these lockdowns, and we're not really training the birds adequately because we're locked down, and all of a sudden yeah. we get a call and we're going to race. What what do you think, Rob? No, I think the, uh, the important thing is that the birds are loft flying well, right? It's like Johnny was just mentioning, um, once they were medicated, their loft flying activity increased and they visually look different. So if you can keep your birds healthy, healthy is what it's all about because if they're not healthy, you're not going to loft fly. So, um, and, and, but at this time of year as well, it's a bit confusing because the birds are, in Sydney anyway, are starting to become rank and so... If you've got the cocks and hens together, you're going to get um, the bird, the cocks coming down a little bit earlier, which may upset the rhythm of the hens. So you might get a loft-flying activity that isn't as vigorous as it has been. Um, and so it may be, um, with the lockdowns coming around now down there, 
it might be prudent just to think about separating the cocks and the hens if you haven't done that already. A lot of, I know a lot of people race them separately, but what's the trend in Melbourne, Ivan? Do most people have the cocks and hens together, which which is what I usually uh, do? Most people. Well, I've got my cocks and hens together, and when I separate, well, I will watch my birds, and when I separate them, the birds aren't as happy. All right, yeah, I know you've got problems with the cocks trying to mate the hens, but I sort of have a more happier atmosphere in the loft. I don't know what John Sagas. Have you separated your birds, Johnny? No, I haven't. Um, I generally um, give the cocks a few races, sort them, sort them out a little bit, uh, especially um, sort out the ones that aren't going to work anyway. Um, and then by by the end of the Friday night basketing, I, I like to separate, but. Mm. The cocks, the cocks um, virtually stop training then around the roof, uh, and then I'll just toss them and race them because uh, yeah. they're not going to fly anyway because all they're doing is dragging them back. The birds go off form for about two or three weeks because uh, you you have separated them. Yeah. But once once the three hundreds start or the middle of the three hundreds, usually the hen, that's when you want the hens and that's when they start to come good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I think we agree in that. So, um, yeah, separating the, the cocks and hens around this time would be quite prudent, I think. Um, and then you've got a, t- a week to two week period of time where the hens will they, the hens will start training, will continue training pretty well. I found that. Um, um, but if you have them together, it's hard to know what the health status of the lock is. So that's why I think. With this lockdown situation, I, I would recommend that you separate the cocks and the hens probably now mm. so you can maintain the hens uh, training without being interrupted by the males wanting to bring them down. Mm. Also, um, it's a great opportunity for the hens to start laying eggs. And my experience is that once uh, the hen starts laying eggs, she's not going to perform. The reason for that is that there's a lot of energy um, taking out the bird to lay an egg. You might not think it, but um, there is, and um, they, they certainly won't, in my opinion, perform. I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear of other people's opinions on that, um, mm. but I think uh, laying an egg is not, not conducive to racing well. So um, that's, that's essentially what we would recommend doing now. So the focus is on maintaining loft, flying bigger around the loft to maintain that fitness level and also to maintain the, um, the, the interest of the bird to race. And that's what we're lacking if we can't toss. Hmm. So I think, Ivan, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I think racing pigeons are a lot different from non-racing pigeons if um, we find that the toss, the toss has a, a few things in, uh, which is very important to get racing performance. And um, what you'll find is, one, I feel that pigeons like to be tossed if they're fit. Um, loft flying around the loft, uh, we might be putting um, the human perspective on this, but my birds tend to get bored or they appear to be bored because once you toss them, they invigorate around the loft after yeah. it. So the tossing, I think, is important for a few things. One, um, for anaerobic um, uh, fitness because you can't really get anaerobic fitness, that means fitness where you're running or flying to your extent where you can't keep the oxygen level up. For example, when the pigeons come home from a, ray, uh, from a toss, you'll see perhaps a, a, a long-distance bird which has tried to keep up with the sprint birds and it comes home and it drops its wing. Now, that, that bird and sort of struggles to go in. Now, that bird's not sick. 
it's just struggled to keep up. It's, it's gone through an anaerobic stage where it hasn't had enough oxygen um, to keep up with the fast birds. Now, within two minutes, that bird will be back to normal again. And when you look at that bird next day, it will look really good. So um, what we're looking at is the tossing is critical in terms of top form um, to get your racing pigeons in top form. And that's why with this lockdown, um, with Charlie approaching the government, it's, it's very important for the government to understand that tossing is really important for racing pigeons from an animal welfare uh, point of view because without the tossing, they haven't got that anaerobic strength to outpace the hawks. So there's a danger that more birds will be predated by hawks. And that's the whole thing about our racing. We don't want these birds to be predated. Um, we want them all to get home. So um, so that that's one point about the tossing. Mm. Mm. Now, because we can't toss, we have to, you know, work out, one, we have to keep our pigeons healthy. Now, even though they're not being tossed and not being exposed to the race basket as such, they're still prone to getting, at this time of year, because of the cold weather, um, to respiratory diseases and also the associated canker, right? So if you find that the birds are becoming slow around the loft, you have to think that that's the first indication of a respiratory disease. And I wouldn't, if they're with us because we're in Sydney, we've been locked down for much longer than you. So you go to a softer treatment if you're in Sydney, but in Melbourne, if you're thinking you're going to race, you know, in a week or two or something like that, you keep up with that, your normal program um, each week. And I do that on a routine based on, you know, the Saturday, the Sunday, Monday treatments, mm. early treatments, yep. um, just to see where they're at. Do the same thing every week, just to see what where the birds are at and also look at the loft flying activity after you give that medicine and see if it invigorates as a sign that you have got what's called subclinical disease. That means you got the disease, but you can't really see overt signs of it other than the loft flying which mm. is reduced. Um, so that's my advice. Um, now, in terms of um, being a snap race, like you're talking about, Ivan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, like Johnny so, Saggers. So that's, excuse that's, me, Rob. Johnny yeah. Saggers had his birds on Triple X, as you know, and he was worried about putting them in the race, and we just got the call for the race. What I did, I don't know if it was a good idea, but what I did was I gave, when I got the call that we had to race, I had mine on medication, and um, I then put half-strength KD and some uh, Mega Mix in the water and let them drink that before I basketed them up for the race. Yeah, I think that's a good move because if, um, with the medicines, we can't name the medicines, Ivan. So with the medicines, um, we, um, they can cause secondary thrush, and that's why we bring in that acid-type treatment in the water to stop that thrush. Now, that's a really good idea, but um, a more refined idea would be, in the case of Johnny, um, I would have looked at the droppings of the birds after the triple X, and if they were small... And Johnny can answer this, and I would suggest that the droppings were small um, that night that he went down after giving the triple X. Then you would know that you would get a positive effect and you wouldn't have a problem with sending away on that, right? Johnny, did you notice the droppings just prior to basketing, what they were like? Uh, Well, uh, today I looked in the baskets that uh, I took the birds up to the club in and uh, I thought they were quite good, the droppings in the baskets. So 
Uh, yeah. The droppings on the perches uh, in the two-year-old pen especially were they, were, they were perfect. And I, I yeah. only dropped one two-year-old, so uh, yeah. that goes to show that the two-year-olds were up to it, but the, the yearlings weren't. Yeah, so what you can understand is because you got the good droppings, that means that you've had a positive effect from that medicine, right? And so yeah. if you do see that, well, that medicine would not have an effect, negative effect on the bird's raising performance, but would actually have a positive effect on their, their returns, right? Now, yeah. um, so what that's telling us is that the losses were not really related to the medicine, but more related to the fact that, that those other, younger birds have still got a little bit of that problem. Do you understand? Yeah. 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 So, um, so Ivan, the answer to your question there is, if there are our medications, the decision will be made on whether the droppings have responded really well, mm. right? And yeah. also to look at the flesh to see how pink the flesh was. So I don't know if Johnny looks at the flesh. Did you look at the flesh prior to bath getting, yeah. Johnny? I, yes? I did. I did. And anything that was a little bit still off colour never went. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, they're all they're all a good colour. A lot of them are starting to lose a lot of the uh, the skin underneath in big flakes. Yeah, the small, scale, yeah. the smallest flakes had gone. So yeah, yeah. So actually they were coming into yeah, form, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. but this this last week, the way they've been flying around a lot. I haven't had pigeons fly around a loft like this for, for a long time. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're coming back to the loft. This is after about an hour of flying. They're coming back to the loft and then just leaving it again. I've not seen them for five or ten minutes. And then, yeah, yeah they're going really well at the moment. Yeah, so it's joy to see, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just love that. You feel that's that's why we have pigeons, so we can see that. It's a really good yeah. feeling, isn't it, Ivan, when you see oh, that? Oh, yeah. It is a good feeling, but um, what I was going to ask you, Robert, what happens now, like Johnny's got his birds and they're coming into form, and right, we're locked down, so we're not allowed to race, so we can't race this week, so we don't know when we're going to be able to race, right? So we might yeah, get... Yeah, that's a- what he does, so it's, it's onto that, what we know, we're just using your lock as an example, Johnny, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, 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 so um, what I'd be doing, in because we had some young birds that we lost, did you just lose the young birds? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There's only yeah. one two-year-old that, that's missing. So yeah, out of yeah. So out of, oh, I said about from what oh, from what we're seeing is most of the birds are in top, pretty top form. We would just stick onto that same program. We wouldn't sort of change it. And because they're lock flying so well, we're looking at a negative result to that medicine now, rather than a positive result as a means to stop that. You see, because we're coming out of lockdown. Um, we're coming yeah. out of one race. Now, what we know is that that respiratory, if it's from the basket, will persist for two weeks at least. So you, you stay on the same program for two weeks, but if you're locked down for longer, you look yes. at the monitor that droppings after that medicine. If, if they're getting negative changes, well, you come down one program. That's what we'd be doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're essentially looking at, we're looking at the birds as we always do, with their loft flying intensity, so that's and the droppings in the loft and and what they're looking at loft. But you're going to get most information from the loft flying intensity, right? You're going to get mm. the earliest signs that there's something wrong with them floating. Now, a lot of people we put a lot of excuses for our birds floating, 
um, and they could be that oh we overfed them, which is which may cause them to not be as energetic for sure. Um, and we might think, oh, well, if we're locked down and then but and they're not flying with great intensity, maybe we'll lighten up the food. But I would suggest that the first thing I would think of is to give them a trial medicine to get them see if that if they respond by loft flying more quickly. Now, if they're not and they're if they're not responding to that and they're and you got the cocks and hens mixed together, well, the cause of that decreased loft flying is because you've got the cocks in there, so you have to take the cocks out. So you can do it by elimination. You can identify all these things by elimination. Um, and so that's the way I'd go. So to answer your question, Ivan, um, we need to maintain on the program that you're on um, that you know your loft responds to. We need to give the treatments at the beginning of the week just in case there's going to be an early race Wednesday or Thursday, right? So we're not got... Yeah the medicines late in the week where we're then thinking maybe we you know it may be a bad thing if we send them to the race on medicines right so mm. that that's that's probably where we have to do and then you have to monitor them every day as we always do to monitor the loft intensity because without that loft intensity they're going to lose fitness because we're not tossing monitor the droppings based on the kd right yeah because that's going to tell you everything yeah yep. it's going to tell you if they're healthy or not so that's the barometer um, but essentially, um, if you're just down for two weeks, your birds are not going to lose race fitness in two weeks, right? No. They're not going to lose race fitness in three weeks if you can maintain the loft flying intensity. Uh-huh. So, um, but the important thing is how do you maintain that loft flying intensity? <laughs> and the yeah. way you do it is to maintain their health. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, Charlie Gretz, you got any questions there, mate? Um, you pretty much answered everything, Rob. That was fantastic. Um, you've... Um yeah, with the you know your training, unfortunately, a lot of people can't train. So um, yeah, uh, what about flying them twice a day and stuff like that? Well, I, I fly them twice a day normally. Um, so that's what I do normally. The reason I do that is I know um, because I can because my wife lets them out in the morning and I let them out in the afternoon. I think the main reason that people let, leave, let them out once a day is because they're working. Um, I'd like to get Johnny's opinion about if he flies once or twice a day. Uh, I, I fly once a day because I work at the start of 4am. Yeah, that's right. So that's their work commitment. So Yeah, um, and then I usually get home. I like to get home between 2 and 3 o'clock. And then, uh, yeah, and then I'll fly them for as long as I can. Uh, with, you know, the permitted light that I've got. So at the moment, I've got them up to about, uh, I like to see an hour as long as they're yeah. working. Um, but at the moment, they're starting to, to push the hour and even some are flying an hour and a half. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, but I what I did do is um, I used two different lots of food. Um, one's a really light mix and... Uh, I increase the light mix and drop off the the heavy mix a bit, just to give them that little bit more. Oh, it's more carbohydrate, so they've got more energy. So I drop off uh, the the heavier one and uh, increase the lighter one when when uh, I want them to fly more. That's right, and the so. I would suggest you may actually give a light mix in the morning as well. Is that right, or do you just feed once no. a day? I only feed once a day, so okay, uh, once they've exercised, I'd love to feed um, like half in the morning and half of at night, but I 
I don't live with the pigeons. The pigeons are right. still at my mum's yep. place. Yep. Um, so I can't, I can't go there at 3.30 in the morning. No, no. Okay, so it's quite difficult. It's, um, it's, a, it's a different way of racing when you feed once a day, isn't it? Because I think it's probably more difficult to feed once a day to know what to do there. But how do you, if you could share how you feed them once a day and make sure they have enough and not too much... Well, because it's of an evening, um, I don't think it's uh, that uh, that critical that they get a little bit too much because especially uh, this time of year when the weather's a little bit cool, uh, they need the food to keep warm. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind if it's uh, they get a little bit too much just as long as they respond to me the next day. If they don't respond, then they won't get fed. You know, or as much. Yeah. They will be okay, there, so that, that's how you're doing. You're monitoring the flying and their response to you. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and that's what we find, Ivan. This, with this cold weather, the feeding becomes a little bit difficult because um, mm. if you if you're not feeding enough energy, like Johnny has mentioned, the birds will be sluggish as well. So that's the other thing you have to think of mm. um, in this cold weather. See, they may. Um, not be flying vigorously because they haven't got the energy. And the, what you'll know, you'll be able to know that because the birds will come running in the loft, right? Yeah, and yeah. They'll, they'll show the hunger. Yeah. Um, so that would tell you that you're underfeeding or not the feeding is an underfed, but maybe not mm. enough corn or, or energy foods in there. So that's the other thing you have to think about. Mm. Tony yeah. Mack, quickly before we go, you got yeah. any questions, mate? Yeah, yeah. G'day, Rob. Good. Oh, I was just... Yeah, I was just thinking about um, what uh, John was saying in regards to uh, treating once a day and and the energy levels. Um, personally, uh, I've, I've been lucky enough. I'm retired now, so I'm loft flying my birds twice a day. So in the morning they they fly for over an hour and and uh, they're given a light a light food. Yeah. Then they're out again at four o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and uh, they fly for another hour. But at night time. I add more um, corn to their food because they're sitting on the perch. It's in the cold um, just to keep their energy and uh, so they can sleep um, and sleep well. It's like a human being. If you're, if you're hungry, you can't sleep. So, um, so they've got, a, yeah. they're, they're got a, 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 a full crop. But what, what I have noticed is uh, when they do start to drop off in the morning, I know that okay. There's something I've done. I've done wrong, or there's something that the birds and the, the first thing I look at is the droppings, and um, that's something I've learnt from you there, Rob. Is look at the droppings. If they're not right, the birds won't be right. So then I've got to investigate as to what I'm going to do. And usually, um, the KD and follow up from there, but. Um, and uh, I lo- I'm like you, just love to see the birds uh, flying the loft with a lot of vigour. And if they're not, there's something wrong. So we suss it out and sort it out and get them back up to, back up to scratch. I think but, uh, part of this conversation then, Ivan, would be if we... And um, Tony, maybe you could add to this because you and I both feed twice a day, right? But if, yep. um, if people are going down... If, they, if it's a lockdown, Ivan, would the pe- would the fanciers be at home? Would most of them be at home? Now? Yeah, most. Yeah, Not most. Working? Most people would be at home. Yes. 
Yeah, so how do they transfer from a single uh, once-a-day treatment to twice-a-daily treatment, would, which would be appropriate, just like Tony getting the fly an hour in the morning, hour in the afternoon, right? So that's, that would be a, a part of the system to manage their loss of fitness uh, from not racing, you see. So hmm. I, I would like to sort of, because I've never transferred from one-day one, one day feeding to twice-a-day feeding, there may be some issues there which Johnny might be able to share mm. with us. Um, but how would you do that, go from once-a-day feeding to twice-a-day feeding as part of this conversation? I thought that would might be interesting. Well, if you're asking me, if you start changing your routine, you put the pigeons out of whack. Yeah, uh, exactly you're right. Off, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're better off leaving it as is, um, you know, what you started with. Uh, tinker around with it a little bit, but... I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it drastically because um, yeah, all of a sudden the pigeons have got into one routine. You're trying to change them, and they're thinking, "What, what do you want me to do next?" So yeah, yeah. and also they've been on that routine since they're babies, haven't they? Yes, I have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that that's a big deal. So yeah. that wouldn't be recommended. So that's good advice. Good on mm. you. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, I do. The only time that I do change that routine is on the weekend. Yeah. And uh, they'll get a bath, maybe one of the one of the days on the weekend, and they'll they'll go out earlier in the day, maybe ten ten eleven o'clock, have their bath, and then uh, it'll be a day when they're not gonna not gonna be flying in on the evening anyway. So uh, it'll be a, on a day off for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. They'll go out earlier in the day, have a bath, dry off, and then get back in the loft. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. Robert, I, I think um, maintaining your, your routine, your daily routine, is yeah. the important thing for your pigeons. Um, and it's important for yourself, but just maintaining the routine of when you're going, uh, when you're going to feed them, when you, how you're going to feed them, when you're going to medicate, um, especially when we're not able to toss. But if you maintain that routine, like uh, Monday you give them... A, a certain thing. Tuesday you do something else. Wednesday you do something else. Uh, Wednesday I give them uh, some Epsom salts. Right? Thursday they'll get a bath. So I maintain, even though I'm not racing, I'm maintaining a routine uh, for the birds to um, try and keep their fitness. Yeah, I, think uh, that's re- I think that's really good as well. I agree with you totally, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's very important for everyone. You know, yeah. just because just because we're locked down doesn't mean that we don't go down for the loft. <laughs> we we try to maintain what we what we do uh, when we when we're racing. And yeah. if we can do that, the birds the birds will um, adjust and, and do what you want them to do. No, I think it's very good advice mm. for sure. Mm. Yeah. And also the birds get into that routine, don't they? As we all know, that if they fly an hour and a quarter in the morning, they they want it, They will come in after an hour and a quarter. That's they, right. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so in the afternoon, I come in in three quarters of an hour, and so they know when to come in. So it's quite remar- if you get into that routine, you don't. You can then know because they're into a routine, and that's what they would normally do when they're healthy and fit or happy. If that changes, you know there's a problem there. Yeah, that you've made yeah. a mistake, as you mm. say, or they've they're prob- they've got a problem. All right, I think that okay. that about does it. Thanks very much, Rob, for your time, mate. No worries, see you, matey. Thank you, Johnny.
And that was our Pigeon Radio Australia resident vet, avian vet, Dr. Rob Marshall, and I thank him for his time. We're going to take a break and uh, hear from our valued sponsors. And don't forget, all our sponsors, thanks very much for sponsoring our program because without your help, Pigeon Radio Australia wouldn't be in the spot it's in today. So thanks very much to all our valued sponsors and we've got a couple of community service announcements as well. And we'll be back after this break on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside and Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted sporting racing pigeon radio show in the whole world. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope, lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work-life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. 
That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm, and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music, from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm. Catch you there. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Tune to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And Pigeon Radio Australia, as I said before the break, is the only sporting, sporting government, sporting racing pigeon radio show in the whole world. And our website address at uh, Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au and you can find us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, we're all there. Go to the Google machine and search Pigeon Radio Australia. And we're back with uh, the WPF Fed winner from uh, last week's race, uh, John Saggers. Uh, And I think Charlie and Tony have got a few things to ask Johnny. Have you? Yes, yes, I did. I definitely have. First of all, of all, the only question I've got is, um, um, Johnny, again, mate, well done. I don't get to see you too often, but um, well done on that uh, on that first set, and hopefully you'll keep getting some more, mate. Thank you. So you, Charlie. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I drove past your back fence at about 5 o'clock the other morning. I was going to give you a toot to see if you was awake, but I thought oh, I better not. <laughs> Mate, you can come any time you like. There you go. And Tony, Mac- oh look, John, I just um, yeah, it's good to see the uh, the Sager's name at the top of the list, mate. Uh, just keep it going. Now it's your, now it's your son and your brother's uh, turn to uh, down at Werribee to have a win, and uh, you'll you'll be doing the trifecta. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to see. 
be good to see them have a have a have a uh, have a good one over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it certainly would, certainly would. But uh, uh, anyway, let's let's hope that uh, we can uh, continue racing at some stage later on, and um, and success comes uh, more often uh, your way. So mm. all the best to you guys over there, and just uh, enjoy enjoy what you can. Yep. No worries, Tony. All right, Johnny. Thanks very much for being on the program. I know you probably have to get ready for work, and. Um, yeah, thanks very much for being on Pigeon Radio Australia this week and congratulations once again, mate. No worries. Thanks for inviting me on, to, uh, Ivan. Yep, no well worries, done, mate. John. Congratulations. Uh, thanks, Tony. <laughs> All right, thanks, Johnny, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Good on you. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, See mate. You. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And that was John Saggers uh, from the Western Pigeon Federation First Fed win. On Friday from Wedderburn. Fantastic result. Fantastic. Here's a song. We're going to play a few Aussie songs today. Australian artist is uh, what I'm going to feature. And here's one from a band in Melbourne called Runaway Dixie. And they've got a song called Coming Home. So let's listen to Runaway Dixie and Coming Home here on Pigeon Radio Australia. break for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back with more of Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world after the Southern FM National Radio News.
Listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him. And you're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And Southern FM website is www.southernfm.com.au. You can catch us on Facebook and Twitter and all social media. And don't forget to catch the group, The Racing Pigeon, which has nearly four. 40,000 members now, so go and catch it, The Racing Pigeon, if you want to talk to uh, pigeon fanciers all over the world on Facebook, The Racing Pigeon, which has a lot of uh, a lot of members there. And uh, Charlie Gretsch has some results to read out, so take it away, Charlie, mate. Yeah, thanks, Ivan. We've got um, Geelong Pigeon Racing Association results here. Uh, first fed was P. Morgan. Uh, second was... Gravett, uh, Judy Gravett. Third was A. Mistelli. Fourth was G. Chapman. Fifth was M. Lakovala. Lakovala, I think it is. Sixth was M. Collins. Seventh was uh, S. Milne. Number eight was J. Jokic. Ninth was P. Begonia. Tenth was N. Strong. Eleventh was B. Strong. Twelfth was Palmer, S S and I Palmer. Thirteenth was G and B Roger. Fourteenth was G Blackney. And fifteenth, who the fifteenth? Oh, I'll give you the seventy seventeen was there. So, um, so fourteenth was G Blackney. Fifteenth was V and M Saguna. And sixteenth was M Warburton. And last was seventeenth was uh, actually sorry, the seventeenth was Blackmore K Blackmore. 18th, Al Curtis, and 19th, Jay Hum. Well done to the Geelong guys. Yes, well done to them. Any, um, And that's about it for racing in Australia this week, isn't it? Really? Yeah, um, I can't <laughs> think apart from over in the West. I don't know the West have got any. Mm, no. Haven't heard, haven't heard from them. Break for another song. And here's the French family band doing an old Ricky Skaggs song. And it's called You May See Me Walking. The French family band all the way there in Nashville from Australia. See you. 
Pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. 
For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. 88.3 Southern FM. Hey Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic is really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Morning. How was your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. The coronavirus test is free for everyone. If you have any symptoms, get tested and stay home. These include fever, chills or sweats, a cough, a sore throat, shortness of breath or runny nose, or loss of sense of smell or taste. Payments are available to help you stay home. For testing locations, visit coronavirus.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Hi, I'm Peter Tollich. Join me every Thursday at 9am for the Music Director Program. Two hours of the newest music from Australia and around the globe. I play all genres of music from Americana to Zydeco with a heavy emphasis on Australian music. So if you like it new like I do and want to stay up to date, lock in 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time every Thursday for the Music Director Program on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. G'day, hello, and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt, and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m., and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music, from punk <laughs> to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy bandroom. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia.
And you're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia. And our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And our address at Southern FM, look it up, is www.southernfm.com.au. And you can catch us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, we're all there. Just go to the Google machine and look up Pigeon Radio Australia and you'll find us at the top of the page. And we have a very special guest live from Belgium on the line and it's a very good day or very good morning to uh, Mr. Joss Thonay who got the first National Borges number two out of 8,410 old birds and the fastest bird out of 42,000 269 pigeons is Joss Thonay, and it's a very good day to Joss. Hello, Joss, and congratulations to your fantastic national win. Hello, my friends in Australia. Of course, it's a great day for us, and we are so happy. Unbelievable after a victory like this. Yes. Uh, it's fantastic, Joss. Can you tell us a little bit about the bird? The bird has a quite a good history I saw on, on Facebook. Uh, tell us a little bit about this pigeon that you clocked. Yeah, it is, of course, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic story about this bird because this bird is one of my number one birds from the middle distance races. And uh, that is, of course, you know, the, the, the geographic in Belgium, uh, the situation where we are. Uh, we are in the uh, in the east of Belgium, of course, and depending on wind and on quantity of birds, you uh, need to have the luck uh, to win, or you need to have a little bit luck. Okay, you need uh, at the right moment the right pigeon in the right condition, and then you can win. So it's not so easy, and uh, that's very special. And in, in this way, uh, because in this race, uh, this bird uh, was my 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 top class bird for all, all the that complete family of these birds. Uh, on the middle distance races, and so when during the week we have to uh, we have to give to the federation we have to tell them how many birds you want to basket, and mm. I gave them a number of thirty uh, because uh, I thought okay good thirty, but then then I saw uh, by the weather circumstances I saw oh the weather is changing, and uh, the wind would be better for us. So what I did I risked fourteen birds more. <laughs> Uh, including this hand and her partner, Remco, the ace-pitching KBDB. So um, the day of basketing, I, I, I really did a fantastic job by, by motivating them extra because I really thought we have this one chance in a few years uh, to win that race. Mm. And this hand, uh, uh, she took, the, she took that, that, uh, that uh, possibility by winning the race and passed from over 40,000 birds. A great man. Absolutely. Wow. And um, I believe it's uh, inbred to Kittle, this pigeon. Yeah, remember our last conversation on the way we were talking about this, where they introduced some of these birds. We made the combination, Yannick the Ritter from Flanders Collection and myself. I took my best uh, Avril hen, my sweet hen, brought it to him, and we made it, uh, uh, her with Kittle. And, of course, that is the mother. Uh, the name of the mother is also Kitty. But which is very strange, by coincidence, I could uh, get uh, a son from Orosita with Olympic meals. So also two Olympic birds. Remember when Avril was in Ostend for the Olympics, the cage near her was that Olympic meals. 
Nee. So that was also uh, so many years ago, but by coincidence I could get that cock uh, from another friend and uh, I made them together, uh, not knowing that it was so close and spread and unbelievable. Remember the last conversation I already told you that I had over 20 winnings from, from that, that, that pair, so uh, a great combination, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So the hand is not only a super racing hand, a super pedigree, uh, also, this is not not so easy to have in in one race in one winning all this super uh, um, items. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Now, Joss, <laughs> tell us how do you prepare a pigeon for a race, a national race like this, with forty two thousand pigeons, and then uh, gain fastest pigeon out of forty two thousand pigeons? Yeah, that's that, like you said, is very special because. Um, I tell you a few things. If, if for us now, like I told you, we need to have the circumstances 1%, okay? During the week, you have to decide, do I put my best bird? Uh, how do I do I give it a special motivation? Because if you go back now, if I go back, it is now, that's why I'm so glad with this winning. This is the winning, uh, the first possible race that you can have with 500, this is 500 km, okay? It's the bougiest race, the most important race. I never thought I could win it on this way uh, to be the fastest from all the birds. Okay, now I won it. But when I go back then, I have to go back to 2016 when I had a big winning with Tilly, Tilly uh, first national killer from 13,000 birds as well the fastest race from 700 km. Then I have to go back to 2012 with Sashi again. 15 meters a minute advance from 23,000 birds first. The race is wow. 611, okay? Yeah. Then I go back to 2005 with a Setna 1 and Setna 2. I won first and second international from 10,000 birds. Again, a fast race. And of course, I won international Barcelona. That was a hard race. But what I want to say is the following. So the circumstances also when Tilly won was the same. What I do, I, I race to the root. And I don't give uh, the, the, the partners before the race only when I feel that the circumstances are perfect. Okay? And yeah. for Tilly, six years ago, I gave her the last race, you know, the last race that she had to do. The circumstances were the same like now. Uh, the right wind, the right quantity of birds, the right condition. And I gave her a nest pole and some extra partners. And so she gave me the big winning from Tula from 13,000 birds. Now, this time, it was very, very special because we had a very, very hard uh, season here in Belgium. You have seen the flooding that we had, uh, same like you had, uh, you had also so many problems with the, with the fires and whatever. Uh, we are the same. So the, for the races, it was so, so hard. Many losses with old birds, yearlings, but as well, birds which got lost, came back after a week, or uh, very friendly people, and how then you could pick them up. Okay, good. So, the partner for Mina was lost three weeks ago. And a good guy in Germany, after one week recovery, he announced it and told me where my bird was. My good friend picked the partner up, okay? And mm. now for this race, when I decided, like I told you, I... I put more. I was going. I was going to put more birds in this race. I gave Nina her partner in the morning, and what I saw, of course, that partner was Remco, 12th Ace Pigeon KBDB, 
just returned from Germany uh, two weeks back. But I gave her the NESCO and I thought she was so happy seeing Remco back after many weeks. But then I handled Remco and I said, oh man, you're also in good condition. So what I did, I put both birds in the ring. <laughs> and when Nina came, of course, all the world was looking and me as well. We were so in shock. We said, this is unbelievable. With so much advance you want, but without looking at it, only looking at the, the result and the, the people phoning and, and, and but then later on, when I went in the evening looking at the result, I saw that Remco came not much later because he won also 29th national. Gee. So both of, both of them, <clears throat> it must have given them an extra super motivation. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Now, Charlie Gretz, you're online. You've got some uh, questions there for Joss. Yes. Sorry? Yes, how are you? Hello. Hello, yes. Um, you said that you nominated 30 birds. Yep. Did you have a particular day that you had to nominate them by? Uh, no, this nomination, what, what happened, uh, because of the COVID, we are not allowed anymore. We have certain rules to go to the clubs. We have to go individual to the clubs. So we have to tell them exactly how many birds we bring and at what time we want to go. And that's the reason why we have to tell them the day before how many birds we want to put in the in the because else you have to wait too long in the rows. Okay. Because then you said that you had to um, that you changed your nominations. You made it uh, extra pigeons. So so it was only the club that you had to tell. Yes, that was the reason. That that was the reason that we had to tell them before how many birds. And so the same day I, I changed uh, my plan. Yeah. Okay. So how many different teams do you train? How many? Sorry? How many? Different, different teams do you train? Do you only train, train the one team during the week or you've got <laughs> your hens, your cocks? Yes, you, you know that uh, I think we told that in last year when we had our conversation that uh, I raced total widowhood and I raced, okay. uh, I was four times world champion but in all businesses, okay? So, but my birds train all together. So that means in the morning I start with the hens, all the hens together, one hour. And uh, then after one hour, I train all the cocks together for one hour. Mm. And in the afternoon, I only train the cocks for one hour. So the hens fly only one hour a day, but all the hens together. And in the weekends, I decide which pigeon goes to which race. Speed birds go to speed races, middle distance pigeons go to middle distance races, and long distance goes to long distance, of course. Right. No, that's good. And what about the, um, the the actual training or tossing the pigeons? Do you actually take them out during the week as well? <coughs> no. Uh, what I do when they are young, of course, then I train them a lot before you go to the first place. But once when they are older, uh, I don't do. Why? Because if you look at my results, also this hen, she maybe has been 25 times in the race. Every week they go to a race. Every I week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there is no time during the week to train them also because it's not needed because we have every week one race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I started enough. in March. I started uh, the end of March, first race, so week after week the other race. Yeah. Okay. So now she deserves a rest. Yeah, yeah, for her she is, uh, 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 let's, uh, let's say also myself, I stopped racing the duel but in the end because better than this, uh, it can't. I had we had this year 81 first prizes, 
So we did really, really, really fantastic. But uh, the wind was not always perfect for this area. So, uh, and after I had this winning, I mean, you cannot do better than this. This is, this is the old team. Uh, like I said, we had all the winnings except this. But to be honest, this was not on our bracket list because this was normally impossible to win from so many birds. The first prize with such a good bird, yeah. this, is, uh, this is better than a dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony Mack. Uh, g'day, Josh. It's lovely to hear you, lovely to hear you on the radio. Um, it's been very interesting listening um, to what you've been saying. Uh, what I was uh, wanting to know is um, over there, you were saying that you had to ring up the club and nominate how many birds. Uh, um, can you just go through the, the COVID regulations that you've got to go through to go down to the club and basket your birds and and get them, uh, and how many people can be at the club? Yeah, um, of course, now since we are uh, almost all vaccinated twice, it's more easier. Yep. But uh, yeah. for two years it was quite difficult, uh, so we have to wait. For example, you have first year to tell them exactly how many birds you want to basket, and then we wait with our birds outside the pigeon club in our van. And then, yep. uh, of course, following all the rules, using a mask, and uh, uh, in fact, before you go, just uh, in fact, before you go inside, and then one by one, you also inside in the pigeon club, there is a plastic cover uh, to to protect the peach people which are uh, taking care for the basketing of the birds. So uh, the, 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 the clubhouse where we had our drinks also was closed for, for a long, long, long time. And now since all the people have their second vaccination, the clubhouse is open. We can also go uh, uh, with small groups for a drink inside. <coughs> yeah. Mm. yeah of course, over here in Australia, we, we haven't quite caught up with the vaccination side of it. So... Um, we're, we're, at the moment, we're in a lockdown situation, so um, we, haven't got to, we haven't got to the stage of having regulations to be able to go to the club and be able to race our birds in a COVID-safe way. So, uh, so we're sort of still behind the eight ball in that regard. So it's interesting to hear what you need to do uh, and, and, and uh, the regulations that, that you need to follow um, and uh, I think I think I think to interrupt, we did quite good on this point, and we are all happy that these rules were there, uh, so we could continue racing because of that. And uh, of course, last year it was even worse or more strict. But but I must say, uh, lots of us all could stay safe thanks to this uh, to follow this regulation. Regulations, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So then, your your uh, your pigeon that you that you've won the national with is uh, going to go into retirement into the into the, into the stock pen. And so beautiful story around that because uh, I, I suppose everyone in Australia knows that Belgium was beating you in the hockey. I think no, <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Maybe you forgot that. <laughs> I just yeah. remind you, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, but uh, another for the Belgium because we are a very small country and we are so happy when we win a gold medal. But um, we had the day before we had the race was on Saturday, and on Sunday 
we had Nina Berwal, that was uh, um, a girl from here, this area, and uh, for the athletic, uh, athletic, yes, she was going for the gold medal. And uh, but we support her so much, and we were so sure she was going to win the next day that uh, trying to find the name for this hand, and we named yeah. her Nina. Uh, so and and Nina, the the Belgian girl, the next day she won gold on on the Olympic Games in Tokyo. So we were two times happy because of her and because of the winning. So so uh, we named her Nina, and of course Nina stayed. But to be honest, you don't believe it. Yesterday, yesterday I let her out. Uh, um, to give her a bath, uh, the hand, Nina. And uh, I can show you the pictures, you wouldn't believe this. Um, an hour later, when she took a bath, I thought, oh, I better close her in the, in the cage because the hawks are, it was really terrible to see with the hawks. And one year, one, one hour later, I went to the window and I looked, and you don't believe the hawk was sitting on a bird. I was in shock. But of course, the news she was locked in. But he, he, he took one twenty-fourth national from 24,000 birds. You don't believe yeah. this. I mean, pigeon sport is so with ups and downs that that that's uh, unbelievable. I said uh, for sure, so I really have to keep her inside and she, she goes on the stock of course. Mm, I, th- I think you better let her have a bath inside the lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, the bath is we'll give an outside. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. There's a lot of joy, but but, but from the other side is uh, we have we have so much problems with with the hawks and so much problems with the weather circumstances that it was demotivating. Like I told you, we were so happy with this winning. Um, because of the stress we had, and, and really it was, was, was it's hard. It was hard, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the important thing in pigeon sport. We really have to enjoy it. And I love pigeon sport, and I love racing, and 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 the balance has to be there. The balance between you need to enjoy it, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. At the moment, that uh, over here in Australia, of course, um, we're we're in a fluctuation. Um, we, we all want to race our pigeons, but at the minute, uh, part of Australia can and part of Australia can't. So it's a bit of a, uh, uh, a situation at the moment where... In certain parts of Australia, yes, and um, in other parts, no. And uh, it becomes very frustrating. But uh, that's so where we're at. When you're, when you're vaccinated and, and you follow well, the rules, uh, the safety yeah. rules, you have a big chance to, to continue racing. racing. Uh, that is an important thing, Josh. As you just said, everyone gets vaccinated, then we can go and enjoy racing our pigeons. Yes, that's and the still follow the, follow the, the safety rules. That's something yeah. uh, you also have to do. You have to, everyone has to be safe. Yes. yes. Most definitely. Most definitely. Anyway, Ivan, uh, you want to keep... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Josh, have you got any more races coming up or is it... When when does your season finish? You got some more races coming up in the next weeks? Yeah, we had one last weekend and I didn't race and the wind was again good for this area. But to be honest, I was so overstressed by the hawks and the bad weather and the loss of the birds that I decided after the Bourges race, I can't, I can't do better this year. This is, this is the, the ultimate. And I said, I stopped racing my old birds and my yearlings. And the only thing what I do, I continue with the young birds because we have some beautiful races for young birds. Mm. And I continue. And as well, I think it's important for the young birds that the 
are trained well uh, during their first year. Yeah. That's the reason why I continue, just because I'm happy to race, first thing, and the second, it's needed to uh, to get the young birds in, uh, well done trained, you understand, that? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's, the, uh, what's the first race you're going to have with your young birds? Um, we already have quite some. Um, uh, to be honest, the race from Bruges, there was also the young birds. I also went 50th national from 17,000 with the young birds. Oh, and these young birds go this week to the national race from Argenton. It's a distance of 576 km. Yeah. And so, and then we have, uh, in two weeks after, we have one from 600, and then we have another one from 570, uh, 546. Uh, three big, beautiful national races. Oh, I, I want to join my birds in these races, yes. Oh, fantastic, Joss. Well, best of luck for those races and congratulations once Thank again. You. I was so happy when I saw you and, and I yes. saw your video you. when you were telling us about the pigeon and I saw your whole family, your whole family was so happy. So it was really nice yes. to see. Yes, 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 yes. No, that's something really, really, really beautiful, really beautiful. Yeah, it's it the is. The dream of every friend here, yes. All right, Joss, thank you very much for your time and uh, win another national yeah, and we'll yeah. get you on the radio again. Yes, and try to stay safe in, in Australia and uh, I hope everyone uh, stays in good, in good health, okay? All and right. My friends there. Thank bye-bye, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Joss. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank bye-bye. You as well. Bye-bye, all of you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was the, uh, well, I can say, world champion pigeon flyer. World champion pigeon flyer, Joss Thonet, fly from Belgium. So it was a pleasure to have Joss again. And congratulations to him once again for winning the Bourget National. Fantastic result. Fantastic. All right, here's the French family band doing an old Glen Campbell song, Gentle On My Mind. We'll be back with more Pigeon Radio Australia after the... That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch. It's just knowing I'm not shackled. I've forgotten words and bonds and the ink stains that have dried upon some line. That keeps you on the back roads by the rivers of my memory. Ever smiling, never gentle on my mind. It's not clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns now that bind me. Or listening to what somebody said because they thought we'd fit together walking. It's just knowing that the world will not be cursing or forgiven when I walk along some railroad track and find. That you're moving from the back roads by the rivers of my memory Ever smiling, never gentle on my mind Big one, sonny
clotheslines and the junkyards and the highways come between us And some other woman's crying to her mother cause she turned and I was gone I still my run in silence, tears of joy might stain my face And the summer sun might burn me till I'm blind See you walking on the back roads by the rivers flowing gentle on my mind. I tip my cup of soup back from a gurgling, crackling, croaking in some train yard. My bitter old flint and coal pile and a dirty hat put low across my face. Dance round the tin can I pretend to hold you to my breast And find That you're moving from the back roads By the rivers of my memory And smiling never gentle on my mind Oh, you're gentle on For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. This past year has been difficult for everyone in the music industry. From musicians to roadies, promoters to artist managers, many are still unable to make ends meet. 
Music Industry Charity Support Act has announced two new cash grants, Music Keeper and Crew Keeper, with support from the Australian Government. Help ease the burden. If you work in the music industry and you're in need of financial support, visit supportact.org.au to learn more. That's supportact.org.au. Victoria, every one of us needs to check in everywhere we see a sign, every time. Checking in only takes a second to do. But every time we do, it means we can stop the spread of coronavirus and protect our businesses, our communities and each other. So let's all check in. Everyone, everywhere, every time. For more information, visit coronavirus.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm, and I showcase the very best and new Australian independent music from punk to folk to indie... Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. And I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And I always knew I could stay. So I had a dream and I just fly away, away, oh. So stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon. And you're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia, via the Pigeon Media Studios at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And Pigeon Radio Australia, we podcast via the Podbean network. That's podbean.com. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, all the podcast platforms, we're there. Pigeon Radio Australia. Look us up on Google, on the Google machine, and uh, you can listen to us live via Podbean as well. And we're approaching 5,000 downloads on Podbean since we've been there since last November. We started on the Podbean network, and since November, we've got 5,000 downloads of our podcasts on the Podbean network. So go and check it out. Pigeon Radio Australia. Now, Charlie Gretsch is racing this week because he's in regional Victoria and regional Victoria is open for business. 
So is Charlie Gretsch. And he's got all these businesses involved. And I asked him to get his list of all these flyers in this race of one thaggy and tell us who's in it. Charlie. Well, well first of all, Ivan, um, the, obviously it's good being in regional. Um, unfortunately, um, Melbourne Fed's still in lockdown, but that uh, gives us opportunity to make a start. Um, we've got 28 um people that do not belong to a federation or clubs and now they're dying to be able to start the series and um, we've got a total of 37 that will be competing this weekend and 19 of them are actually businesses so um, the guys will be coming in obviously when they're open I think your Maltese mate's having a Maltese fit Breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Tony Barbara, what's going on over there? Somebody in the horn. I'm outside in the car. Oh, you're <laughs> in the car. <laughs> the neighbor, anyway. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, we've um, we've made a start. The businesses are all ready to rock and roll, and um, you know, I'll give these guys a, a bit of a plug because um, you know they're all keen, and um, you know we've got our, our local tyre, Wallen Tyre Centre, Ray. He's um, he was with us last time, so he's back with us. We've got a local florist involved. She's very competitive um, with her mate um, H from our local fish and chip shop. Those two will be really looking at the results on the weekend. Our produce, um, the team got the guys there. Graham, he's he's always looking after us. We've got um, Trek Land Services, which he, which is a, a an individual guy that works for himself that come along to inspect some things and saw that I had pigeons and was pretty interested, so he wanted to race. I said, why not? We've got uh, twin gum contractors, which do a lot of uh, big earthworks uh, stuff. We've got um, Pretty Sally, a local hardware, Pretty Sally Home Hardware. Um, as soon as I mentioned what we were doing, straight away put me in, so they were great. North Central Review, which is our local newspaper, they um, actually did a write-up on uh, last week's Paper regarding the um, the start of the of the series. Unfortunately, it didn't happen last week, but um, you know they did the right thing and they put all the information and everything in that in our local paper. And they're also going to put all the results in. We've got our local logo lady, the one who does all our tops and emblems and everything. She was really keen. She's got our uh, poster that we made, and it's on uh, the front of her shop in the actual shopping centre. So all these businesses have actually got posters now that are put in, in windows of their shops so everybody that goes past will actually see um, that there is um, pigeon racing in the area and these guys are part of it. We've got our local bakery, we've got um, even Ferguson Clare and we've also got our three three banks. With the Bendigo Bank we've got the Broadford Branch, the Kilmore and Wallen all competing against each other. So um, we've got our local bottle shop celebrations with Bobby the Boss she um, she's uh, looking forward to it, and we've got CCA financial planners who are in Kilmore and in Melbourne. So um, they were quite willing to, um, um, to 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 go in and everything. And last of all, we've got our my my man who looks after me when it comes to teeth is my dentist who was really keen when I called. I said, "Well, why not, <laughs> dentist doctor, mate? I don't care." So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got the, have you got you've got the dentist, the doctor, the baker, and the candlestick maker. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'll tell you now. Next year, you know, I might have to put a stop 
because I actually had more people that wanted to come on board, and unfortunately I've only got so many birds I can actually give out to these people, or else I'm not going to have any left for my own federation. Now, but, um, tell us how this race works. This is basically, it's working like sort of a one-loft race, and these birds are racing all to your place, aren't they? No, no, what happens is everybody had the opportunity, which I told everybody at the start, and even when I sent in the information, that, um, you know, if, if they're racing pigeons themselves, so they're a fly that belongs to a federation, it's a 10-bird limit. But if they've got a daughter or a friend or somebody that, you know, made it work that wants to get involved, well, you know, they, they can only have five birds each. They can have, You can have as many flies as he likes out of his loft as long as he's got enough birds. To, you know, so we can have one, two, three. You know, I've got um, I've got 28 flyers that are racing out of my loft. So I've got 100 birds going to one thaggy, but they're not in my name. They're in their name. So, you know, people can't say, oh, yeah, but you've got an advantage. Well, there's no advantage because it's not coming to me. Now, they're the ones that are going to win it. I want them to be part of pigeon racing. And if I have to give five birds out of my team to these people, I'm happy to do so to promote pigeon racing. So, um, and they were very happy to, mm. to get that. And That's fantastic. And registered in their name, they could put in a local paper under their name, uh. and um, they're actually getting 50% of the prize money as well. So, you know, they're all, and everybody could do the same. We have guys in our club that are um, have got, you know, Bendigo Bank under their wing. One of them's got the uh, local, um, um, the newspaper under his wing. So, um, you know, the, the guys in our club are all got different people as well. So, um, you know, we could end up with double the amount of people that we got now. But uh, unfortunately, our unit, we've got 400-something pigeons, 405 birds at the moment, and that was our cutoff. Um, and obviously, you know, this week we're not going to have the full capacity because of the, um, the lockdown. But, um, you know, this week we'll have 37, unfortunately, but it's still a good, um, good team to be having out, to be having a race. Mm. Uh, you know, good competitive, you know, little... Uh, Little, little fed, you want to call it, I suppose. Mm. Um, all excited, it's pretty hard to win. No, it'd be so. good. It's good that you've got uh, non-racing pigeon people involved in it and they, they've got an interest in it. Now, Charlie, tell me, you've still got contact with the Minister. How are you going in that department? Um, well, not not very um, good at the moment. We're, um, unfortunately, um, we're not allowed to train our pigeons. Um, they've given us the, uh, the no-go. So... Mm. Um, we have to um, try a different avenue. Mm. Um, well, but, we heard what Rob Marshall said. It's very important for the birds to have exercise. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, you know we, need, so. we need to try and get them trained. I mean, look, some people can train because of their work and stuff, which is, you know, good luck to them if they can. Mm. But, uh, you know, unfortunately... Or if you've got a, if you've got a, if somebody's got a travel bubble with a family member and they live like on one side of Melbourne and you live on the other side of Melbourne, and you you can always stick your birds on the back of the car when you arrive there, just let them out. Well, there's nothing stopping you taking your dog with you when you go, you know, when you go there and everyone pigeons is no different. No, same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. So, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, lockdown has stuffed up the pigeon game. Um, you know, and like for us. With this uh, one taggy series, we're taking it. Unfortunately, you know, sorry to the guys in Melbourne, the ones that are actually were going to compete, but we had to make a start because you know Melbourne could be locked down for one week or two weeks or three weeks. We hope it's only one week, but if it does, you know, we can't afford to stop because we've got people actually not racing pigeons that are dying to start racing pigeons. Mm. It's not fair on them, especially the people that really paid their money mm. waiting for a season start, and we're stopping because of. 
you know, a, a Fed that uh, yeah. is in lockdown. So they yeah. come on board as soon as they're open. Yep. And, um, you know what I mean? We've got 10, 10 races. So uh, we've got plenty of, um, you know, races to, to, to be in if um, hopefully it's only a week or two. Mm. But um, we have to make a start. The rest we're going to be behind the um, the eight ball. And as you know, lockdowns happened six times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're locked down six, and they reckon we're going to go to six point one as well. So. <laughs> well, you know, but you know, we want to get this up and running. We've got everything out there. It's all been advertised. These people have paid all their their, their upfront fees to be in the ten bird series. That's how keen these people are. Yeah. And um, you know, so as a club, we decided. Well, we've got to do the right thing and make a start. Um, and at least that way, uh, you know, the Wallen, Wallen area and, you know, all, all around, you know, Kilmore, Broadford, we're all going to know that pigeon racing is happening um, around their town and especially with the local businesses involved. So hopefully next uh, next next week uh, Ivan will have somebody on that um, knows nothing about the sport. But mm. it'll be interesting to see what they've got to say. Yeah, it'll be interesting. WPF. We got a, a call at what is about two o'clock on Thursday to basket our birds. We're basketing tonight. We're racing tomorrow. We did an AFL. You know how the AFL jumped on a plane and went to Queensland on yeah. on that lockdown. Well, we did a sort of an AFL and got everyone organised to basket their pigeons and get them there by eight o'clock or before eight o'clock. So we uh, met, met the deadline of the lockdown. Uh, so it was all done above board, and I just want to thank all the WPF members from me, even where I was basketing in Backers Marsh. Mate, it was amazing how people come together when when you really have to come together. The whole federation on Thursday came together, and we managed to basket all those pigeons Get them on the truck and get the truck under the underway before the deadline for the lockdown. So there you go. Congratulations to the WPF, and I think they made a good call to race because at the moment with all these lockdowns, we have to race when we can, even if we have to race twice a week or three times a week. What do you reckon, Charlie? I mean, look, every fed is different. Um, you know, we all got different opinions on different things. The the WPF did what they thought was good, which, you know, worked out good for their guys, and they got to have a race, which is fantastic. Tony Max dropped off. He's gone. We haven't got much time anyway. Um, Charlie, what what do you... You got anything else to tell us? Um, no, we're pretty much... Um, like I said, we're pretty excited. Um, again, um, I hope I hope Melbourne come out of it um, and the rest of the states come out of it. And, well, um, they reckon yeah. Thursday, but I've had a few phone calls from some WPF members going to me, ringing me before the radio program and saying, Ivan, what do you reckon? Do you reckon we'll race? Even Tony Barber asked me before the show, do you reckon we'll race on the weekend? And I said, I don't think so, not this week. But uh, they reckon Thursday, they might open up on Thursday. So anything could happen. Anything could happen. You could be racing the VP, you could be racing, and the WPF could be racing. Who knows? Well, well, that's right. So anyway, Tony, um, you said to me before the program, are we going to race? Well, anything can happen. If they open us up on Thursday, I'd say we'd be basketing on Friday. Yeah, I, I hope they open up. Yeah, me too. So keep the birds trained. So uh, goodbye to you, Tony Barbara. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, B1. Goodbye, Pink Panther. And goodbye to everybody around the world. Yes. And Charlie Gretsch, uh, good luck for the weekend for your Wonthaggy races, and it's goodbye yeah, to good you, luck, mate. Charlie.
great show, and uh, hopefully, uh, yep, we'll definitely see you um, or speak to you next week. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you on Pigeon Radio Australia, same time, same station, 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, next week on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio all. Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon.